Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast, a place where we believe you can be equipped to conquer any obstacle in life through the power of God's Word. We have a mission and believe that whatever problem you might be facing, God has a word that can lift you out of your trouble. Now, here's your host, Preston Shuttlesworth. What's up and welcome to the very first podcast episode of the new year. We've officially crossed over into 2021 as of two weeks ago, and uh, I'm getting the first episode out now. So, you know, I got to step it up. I know, guys, but we're going to get there. It's me, your host. Preston Shuttlesworth back with you again. And uh, before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a few minutes and thank all of the people that were supportive of me in launching out into ministry uh, last year. And man, what a wonderful year and what a great thing that God did for me. And I know you guys have testimonies of things that God did for you also. But man, like I was just thinking about it recently about how good God was to me in 2020. And it's crazy to think that I began ministry last year, you know, in in the time where I thought there was no way possible I could launch out. I thought I would have to, you know, just kind of buy some time and wait a little bit until things got back to normal. But, you know, in prayer time and things like that, that's not what God was speaking to me. And I knew God was telling me to begin to launch out and to do things that I wasn't doing before then. And it seemed in the natural to be a confusing uh, direction, right? Because you're thinking, you know, how am I going to be able to travel when there's no churches to travel to? (laughs) And um, it's just incredible the doors that got opened and uh, the relationships I was able to form with pastors that were open and were willing to have guest ministers come in to speak and hold meetings and especially being 21 years old at the time, it's just crazy that I was able to have even one opportunity to travel and to minister. And I thank God for it. And I thank every single one of uh, people, like just like you guys listening to this right now, that were you know, encouraging every step of the way and continued to listen to these podcast episodes and uh, interacting with me on social media and just being awesome and your encouragement of me, I can't thank you enough. And I believe that this year is going to be even better. You know, I thank God for what he did in 2020, but I believe it's going to be an even greater year in Jesus name. You know, we're in a time of prayer and fasting right now, all across uh, the body of Christ, believing God for advancement and hearing God's voice for direction concerning what he wants to be done in this year. And it's going to be a good year. You know, I can feel it in my spirit. There's already things lining up and I'm excited. We're going to go to new levels in 2021. It's going to be wonderful. But getting off of that and into today's episode, I actually felt to share a word with you and a message that I think is needed right now, especially in these uh, times of change and, you know, the calendar year switches over and people kind of get in this mentality that everything's going to be different because we went from December 31st to January 1st and, you know, everything that happened in 2020, you know, will never happen again. And now 2021 is this uh, brand new, fresh, clean slate and everything's going to change just because the calendar changed. And that's actually, in my opinion, a dangerous way to believe. And 
you know, I, I don't want to step on any toes today and I'm not trying to come at anybody's life, but you know, the church and the body of Christ has this tendency during new year time and, um, January of every year where everyone's trying to get a word for the year and everyone's trying to think of the next nickname that rhymes with the phonetic sound of the number of the year. And I'm not trying to say that those people don't hear from God and God didn't tell them that this year, 2021, was going to be the year of the sun or, you know, I don't know, (laughs) anything that people say. I'm not trying to say that they didn't hear from God and they're like false prophets or false teachers or something. But what I am trying to say today and the message I have today is that if you don't do anything different in 2021, then you'll experience exactly what you experienced in 2020. Meaning the Bible teaches us that things don't change just because seasons change, but things change because our actions change. And what I want to get across to you in this episode is that whatever it is that you're wanting to see in this new year you have to start understanding the actions you have to take in order for that thing to come to pass. And that's different for every person. I don't know what your goals are for this year. I don't know what dreams you might have or aspirations of things you want to do in this year. But what I do know is that faith without works is dead because it's not enough just to have a word from the Lord. And that might sound jarring to you. Like when I said that, you might like, what do you mean it's not enough just to have a word from the Lord? Well, You can't just have a word from the Lord and not do anything with that word. You know, think of Peter when Jesus was on the water and he called out to Peter to come out out of the boat and walk on the water to meet him on the water. The word from Christ was, get out of the boat and come to me, right? But if Peter never took the step in the boldness of faith to get out of the boat and walk on the water then that word from Christ would not have come to pass. You understand? So it's not enough just to have a word from God. You have to have the boldness and the actions that correspond with the word that God gave you. You know, I could give you another example in the life of Noah, where God spoke to Noah and told him that a flood was coming to the earth, and the instruction was to build a boat, and he gave him specific instructions of the kind of wood to make it from and the dimensions of the boat and things like that. And then the Bible says that Noah preached for like 120 years that a flood was coming, that rain was coming. And in the meantime, he was building the boat while he was preaching. But understand, a lot of Christians, if they were Noah in that circumstance, they would receive the word from God that a flood's coming. Okay, they have no problem with that but they're not going to build the boat while they're waiting for the word to come to pass. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's, it's not enough just to get the word from God that a flood's coming. You have to have the action that corresponds that says, okay, while I'm waiting for that word to come to pass, I'm going to get to work and build what God told me to build. And that's what you should understand as you're heading into this new year, that even though you have a word from God, which you do, you have many, many words in the Bible concerning your life. And I'm sure that you have personal words that God has spoken to you. And if you don't, you can fast and pray and God will speak to you personally and in detail. But once you receive those words, now it's on your part 
to put the actions in place to make that thing come to pass. And I, the reason I believe that this teaching on like, and there's nothing, there are new seasons and there are seasonal changes in the spirit. And I believe that happens, but the Bible says like in Psalm one, that the righteous should bear fruit in every season. So I'm not one of these people that thinks that God has plans where for three years, your life is going to be terrible and nothing's going to work out for you. And you're going to be sick in your body for three years because God's taking you through this season to develop you into a stronger person down the line. And then after that three-year period of turmoil and destruction and chaos and trouble, then you step into this new season where everything's rainbows and butterflies and things are falling from the sky right into your lap because your season changed. I don't believe that. You know, I, I believe that there are seasons where God will work in a specific way that maybe he wasn't before. But I also believe that the path of the righteous, Proverbs 4, 18, the Bible says the path of the righteous is like the breaking of dawn and you should shine brighter and brighter until the fullness of day. So we understand that the plans that God has for his people are good plans. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So we understand from the Bible that God's plan for his people are good plans. He has plans to prosper you. He has plans to give you a hope, a future, to uh, reveal uh, new things to you that you're walking into, new levels of authority. God wants you to grow every day of your life until Jesus comes. That's God's plan. That's God's intention for his people. But if you get in this mentality that, you know, I'm in a dry season right now, so you know, no matter what you say, I just know that the Lord's just going to keep punishing me and the Lord's just going to keep sending me these things because he understands I'm the kind of person that can take it. You know, the reason, Preston, why you don't go through these kind of things is because he knows you're not mature enough spiritually to, to withstand these dry seasons that I'm going through. You know, people will make up all sort of doctrine that's not biblical. You know, they don't, under, they don't have any scriptures to understand where this kind of thinking comes from. You know, they'll go to Paul saying, you know, rejoice more in your sufferings. And what Paul was saying was that in life, though you do go through trials, you also have the ability to overcome those trials. You know, my cousin Jonathan has a great quote that a lot of people use, but he says, you know, it's normal in life to be challenged, but it's unscriptural to be defeated. So yes, trials do come. I'm not one of these people that say, you know, nothing will ever come your way that's going to be hard or a trial or difficult. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is the Bible gives us clear instruction of how to withstand those trials and be an overcomer in every situation. And so today in this episode, I'm going to give you three scriptures that will help you understand why actions are actually way more powerful than seasons and how in your life you can prosper in every season. In every season, your leaf, like the Bible says, like you're a tree, that the righteous are like a tree planted by the water, your leaf will never wither, meaning your fruit will never dry up and die, but you'll always bear fruit in every season if you apply these scriptural benefits to your life. And I want to show you the first one in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. And it's just one verse, and it's a very famous verse, but it allows you to see the nature of God and, and change and how God operates when things become new. 
2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, that means fasting, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I'm going to read that one more time before I talk about it. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal the land. So understand that that verse was conditional. What did God say? He said, if my people will humble themselves and pray. So God, as you see from the end of the verse, wanted to restore them and to heal their land. But God can't do that unless he has a willing participant to work in a partnership relationship that we call covenant in Christendom. So if my people will humble themselves and pray, it was a conditional promise. All of God's promises are conditional. Even salvation through Jesus Christ is conditional because even though Jesus died for the entire world and gave himself up for the entire world to be saved, one day, not every single person that ever lived on the earth will be in heaven. Why? Because though Jesus made it available, made salvation available to everyone, the only ones that can receive the benefits of salvation are those that confess that he's Lord and believe that he was raised to life again. And so there are things that God wants to give to you. There are things from the Bible that God wants to put in your life. But he is looking for a willing participant who will believe him, believe his word, and act accordingly. So it's not about new seasons. New seasons are beneficial, but they're not everything. Because new seasons don't disregard personal accountability and personal stewardship. God requires of us, his stewards and his servants, things that we must do in order to provoke the favor of God. The favor of God and the promises of the Bible don't come just for any reason. God's not some random God that's just dealing out blessings and promises like a card dealer at a blackjack table for no reason just because you're at the table. You have to understand that there's a personal accountability that's on your part that you have to provoke God to work on your behalf. God wants to do things. You know, that, that's why Jesus taught in Matthew 6, when he taught his disciples how to pray, he taught them that when you pray, pray like this, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. So what was Jesus teaching? Jesus was teaching that when you pray, understand that in heaven, God's will is perfected and established. That's why there's no sickness in heaven. That's why there's no handicapped parking spaces in heaven. That's why there's no anxiety and fear and all these issues that we have on the earth. None of those things exist in heaven because God's will is perfected in heavenly places in heaven. But on the earth, God's will has not been established uh, like it is in heaven. That's now on our job. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 115, 16, that the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given 
on demand. And so, understand, authority on the earth is in your uh, ability as a believer. It's in your ability to communicate and pray and fast that you can provoke God's authority to be established on earth because it is already established in heaven. God doesn't need your help to establish his authority in heaven. It already is so. But God is looking for those that are willing to partner with him to bring that authority and that will to the earth. That's why God calls us vessels in the New Testament because a vessel is something that carries something greater on the inside of it. God's looking for a a partnership and a covenant relationship. So things aren't going to change just because we crossed over from 2020 to 2021. I don't care how many people say it's going to change because the calendar changed. You have to change. Your actions must line up in order for things to actually take effect. Faith without works is dead. Actions are greater than new seasons. Thank God for new seasons. Those things happen all the time. God's always doing something new. There are times where God will maybe allow things to happen in a certain way that they didn't before because there's a new season. Maybe there's a change of authority on the earth. Maybe there are authorities in in the spirit that passed on to heaven and now things are shifting and, you know, things are happening that are new. But ultimately, God's word will never change. You know, God's word didn't change when the calendar crossed over. Everything that was in the Bible in 2020 is still in there in 2021. But it's not about God. It's about you and me. God has done his part. He sent Jesus to die for our sins. He sent the Holy Spirit to be on the inside of us and to empower us and to give us the access to understand spiritual things and to operate in spiritual gifts. And now God is looking and seeing who is willing to be used by his spirit and walk in in the miraculous. It's not about God. God did his part and more. You know, we used to sing a song growing up in church, but it goes like this, you know, he laid the foundation, he opened up the way, what more can he do? And it's true, what more can God do? How much does God have to do before people get off their butt, turn off their TV, stop, you know, playing Call of Duty and eating Cheetos and actually go out and do the work of the ministry? And understand, I love all those things too. You know, there are things in my flesh that I have to crucify. That's why we fast and we pray. But there has to be a certain point, and I'm and I'm getting to that point now, even in my second year of full-time ministry, where the things of the world are just growing dim. And everything that used to be fun to me and satisfy me, you know, like sports and uh, I don't know, TV shows and video games and things like that. You know, I still do some of those things sometimes, but it's becoming less and less satisfying. And the joy I got from it's less and less and the things of the world just are just fading more and more every day. And I realize Jesus is coming soon and he's looking for people. He's looking for young people, old people, people from all parts of the world that will understand that he's the only answer right now. Because what happened in 2020 was one by one, all these earthly crutches, all these things that people, you know, made false idols of and didn't even realize, all of them are falling one by one. And now God is looking for somebody that's whose heart is fixed upon him, that understands he is the only answer for the world, and then put those actions into place. Remember, friends, faith without works is dead. You have to do something this year if you want things to change.
You know, I could give you my own personal testimony of how I know this to be true. But, you know, obviously I'm not changing the world yet. I'm self-aware to know my ministry is very small and I'm just beginning. But if I allowed those thoughts to just get in my head to the point where I was so discouraged that I said, well, you know, there are other people that are doing things for God and I don't have to do all these things. Someone else will do it. And, you know, if I had that mentality, God will never use me because God's no respecter of persons. There are things he wants to do in my life personally, but if I'm unwilling to work with him, then God can't do anything. God needs willing vessels. And so in 2020, in January, I remember we were in the same season of fasting and prayer and the new year and things were different and this was going to be our year. And we were praying for 21 days and fasting. And I knew there was something in my spirit that was different. I knew God was going to use me that year. But if I just waited for everything to fall from the sky, nothing would have happened. And I'm not saying there's not parts in your life where you need to wait on God. There are plenty of times where you need to wait on God. But almost all the opportunities that came to me in 2020 were because someone saw me uh, on Facebook Live or someone uh, listened to a podcast episode or word of mouth or you know, saw, you know, just a story of something I shared on my Instagram or, you know, it was things that I was doing that it wasn't anyone opening up a door for me. It was me stepping out and doing what I could. You know, these podcasts and these things I do were, it was something that I decided, you know what, like, I don't need a pastor to invite me to their church for a week of meetings. At this point, I can just go on uh, YouTube, learn how to make a podcast, get the equipment, you know, understand how to edit it and all that kind of thing. And I can push out preaching and teaching every week just from my Instagram platform. And when I did that, people began to see that I was, you know, doing things. Okay. You know, he out of Bible school now he's speaking, he has a podcast, he made a website, you know, all of those things were in my own personal control. It wasn't like God was one day was like, Preston, make a podcast. You know, it wasn't like, God spoke to me audibly to make a website and a podcast, but I knew he was calling me to do something. And really, in my opinion, and from the Bible, God is just looking for you to give him something because God by nature is a multiplier. God by nature will take whatever you give him and give you back more. And all you have to do is give God something because one million times zero will always be zero. It doesn't matter how great the multiplication factor is. And believe me, the multiplication factor is great because God is great. God can do amazing things with very little. And that is true. But if you give God nothing, he'll give you back nothing. You have to give him something. And even if it seems small, like it did to me, what I was doing seemed small. And really, it still seems small to me compared to where I want to go. But I understand stewardship. I understand the process of multiplication and how things build upon each other and despise not the day of small beginnings and that you just got to give God what you have in the moment. And then God will grow it, multiply it. And then before you even know it, you'll look back on your life and say, how amazing God has been to you, how good God has been because he took what you gave him and he made something that you never thought imaginable. So again, if 2020 didn't go as you thought it would go, maybe there were plans you had that didn't come to pass because of restrictions or, you know, things got shut down. Maybe you were supposed to get some, a youth pastorate job or something, but the church that was going to hire you 
uh, didn't have the finances because of COVID and no services, so they couldn't hire you on, and now you're distraught and disappointed. Well, understand, if those things didn't happen in 2020, if you don't do anything different, they won't happen again. You have to do something to provoke God's favor. And I want to give you another scripture to show that to you. And I want to find that in, um, excuse me, let me check my notes. We're going to find that in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19. Because Jesus taught this to his disciples. He taught them about the authority and the power that he gave to them. Jesus wasn't this leader that kept all the power and authority to himself and then just left us on our own to be you know, powerless in every circumstance. Christ equipped his disciples and Christ has equipped us. And we're going to find a verse in Matthew 16 and verse 19. And the Bible says this, Jesus says this, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I'm going to read it one more time. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I mean, think about that. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And so the Bible teaches, and Jesus taught the disciples, that he gave the keys to them. He gave the keys to us. What kind of keys? The keys of the kingdom of heaven. What did I say earlier about Matthew 6, where Jesus said, Father, let thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. So there's a kingdom of heaven and God's will is established in heaven. But now the Bible says, Jesus said it, that that same authority and the keys of that kingdom, heaven, have now been transferred to you and I, the believer. I mean, think about that. Think about the trust and the power and the authority that Christ gave over to us. Christ did it. Christ got that, those keys and gave them to us. Now it's up to us. What are we going to do with the keys? Are we going to put them in, in the ignition and actually drive and use that thing that God gave us? Or are we going to shrink back and do something less than because we're afraid? Because in 2020, God gave the church a 44 Magnum, but it seemed like every pastor was using like a water gun. You know, they had these great resources available to them. They had these great things at their disposal. They, they were equipped with the best weapons on the planet, but they began to use things that were inferior, either because of fear, either because of the desire to be approved by mankind, either the desire to, you know, have all men speak well of them, whatever it was, people refused to operate in the full authority that God gave to the church. And that's going to be different in this year. And it's not going to be different because someone has a cute nickname for the new year that rhymes with the phonetic sound of 21. You know, it's going to happen because you put things into action and you actually are starting to walk out what God wants you to walk out in. Actually do it. Be like Noah, where you receive the word from the Lord and then right away you get to action and you start building something that God can use. What good's a word from God if you don't build something that the word can be contained in? 
understand the word was rain. The word was flood. Now you have to build an ark. You have to build a big boat because the word that's coming, if you don't build while the word's on the way, you won't be able to withstand the word. Understand that. That's a revelation right there. Because if you don't build while the word's on the way, when the word comes, you're not going to be equipped to handle what God wants to bring. Because like it or not, whether you do something or not, God will have his way. That's true. God will have his way. But don't you want to be in partnership with that thing? Don't be like, you know, that guy in the Old Testament that was able to see the blessing of God, but was not able to partake of it. Because God will find somebody else if you're not willing to cooperate with him. The Bible says he'll even make rocks cry out if we won't worship him. And so God, his plans aren't contingent upon just Preston Shuttlesworth. If I quit the ministry and go into a life of sin, God will find somebody else to do what he wanted to do with my life. That's just true. And if you don't understand that and think that, you know, well, God's waiting on me. God, he is waiting on you, but he won't wait forever. You have to eventually step out of that boat just like Peter did that day, and begin to walk on the water and get closer to God. And that's going to be your story in this new year. And it's not going to happen because of a calendar change. It's not going to happen because now the terrible year, blah, 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 of 2020 is over. And, oh, man, wasn't 2020 crazy? And everyone shares their memes about how rough 2020 was. And I'm so tired of that. People don't understand that life is what you make it. Life doesn't change because the calendar changes. Life changes because you speak to your year and tell it to come into alignment with the word of Almighty God. That will be your story. Don't be this passive, complacent, apathetic, jaded Christian that thinks whatever's going to happen is just going to happen. And no matter what we do, God will have his way. And, you know, you know be a part of what God wants to do. God will be pleased with it. You think God's going to get angry? Do you think God rebuked David when he came out in the valley and challenged Goliath when Goliath was running his mouth? Do you think God was like, well, David, I understand you received the anointing and I understand you have a lot of zeal for me, but, you know, just stay back and blah, blah. You know, that's not God. God is proud of his children when they step out in faith and believe him over anything else. I want that to be a trademark of my ministry. I want that to be a trademark of my life. That even when it was small, even when it, I was self-aware and understood that I was just beginning, I was willing to say what God wanted me to say. I put things into action that allowed God to multiply my life and my ministry. I want that to be my story, and I want that to be your story. I don't want you to have this frustration year after year after year. And you wonder why things don't change. You wonder why things haven't come to pass. You wonder why the word of God that he's given you hasn't happened yet and you're frustrated and you don't understand why things haven't gotten bigger and you don't understand why your schedule's not booked up three years in advance yet. You don't understand it. Understand, it's because God is looking for personal accountability. He's looking for a person of action. He's looking for someone that will believe him and fear him and his word above any person and anything and trust he'll do what he said he'll do. So I want to ask you, what are you going to do to provoke God's hand of favor upon your life in this year? 
What are you going to do? It's in your court now. God did everything. Now he's waiting for you. What are you willing to sacrifice for God? What are you willing to do for him? It might take sacrificing a relationship and distancing yourself from from some people that are holding you back. I don't know what it's going to take. You know. And you find those things out by prayer. You find those things out by getting direction from the word of God when you read it. You find those things out when God speaks to you in prayer. Those are, that's how you figure out your life. The Bible says that his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Without the Bible, you're stumbling in darkness and you don't know where to go. You don't know what's in front of you. You don't know what's happening. It's only by the revelation of the Bible and God's word that you understand the direction that you're supposed to go in. So I can't tell you those things. You know, some people, you know, that are our prophets can tell you and give you a word. God also speaks that way sometimes. But most of all, and ultimately, God speaks to us from the Bible. And so you have to understand that's how things change. God's word must come to pass. Isaiah 55, God's word cannot return unto him void, for it must accomplish the thing that it was sent to do. So don't get caught in these new season stigmas and cliches where every pastor down the line has to think of some new nickname for the year because they feel pressure because everyone's having these nickname parties of the new year. And I'm not, you know, again, I'm not trying to come at anybody's life or say those people are crazy or anything. But all I'm saying is this is what really matters. Personal accountability, action, doing things, actually changing your behavior. That's what pleases God. Things aren't going to magically happen. Money doesn't fall from the sky. God will do amazing miracles that will be unbelievable. But it will be because you put yourself in position to receive the miracle. Don't be a person that the flood came and you didn't build an ark. Be someone that while you were believing for God's word to come to pass, you were hard at work because that's how much you believed it. Because think about it. If you really believed it, you'd prepare for it. If you really believed it, you'd prepare for it. You might say, well, it's not here yet. Of course it's not here yet. It's on the way. But while it's on the way, prepare for what God's going to bring into your life. That's powerful. If you really believed it, you'd prepare for it because faith without works is dead. If you actually believed it, you would do something to prepare yourself when it comes. Same actions produce same results. If you stay in complacency and stay in 2020 mindset of everything's terrible and blah, 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 and allow that to affect your mind and get in your spirit, this year will be exactly the same, if not worse. But that's not going to be your story because you're going to have personal stewardship and action that changes your entire life. Your life will not look the same. You're going higher. Like I quoted Proverbs 4.18, the path of the righteous is like the breaking of dawn. You'll shine brighter and brighter into the fullness of day. And I believe with all my heart that God's raising up young and old people from all over the world that saw how the modern church and all this progressive thinking and modernism failed in 2020. All the celebrity preachers weren't there in the hardest of times. And now he's looking for people that are unashamed of the power of the gospel because it sets people free. 
That is what God is looking for, and he's going to find it in 2020 with me and in 2021 with me and you. He's going to find it. He's not going to have to look far. Have that mindset like Isaiah did when he was caught up in the vision and went to heaven and said, Here, my Lord, send me. Let that be something that comes out of your mouth in this new year. Here, my Lord, send me. I'll do what you tell me to do. I'll say what you tell me to say. I'll believe your word over anything else. That's how your year will change. And so I didn't want to take a lot of your time today. It was a simple word for the new year. And I want you to understand that. That actions are always more powerful than seasons. Don't allow these doctrines of seasons to make you think that nothing's going to work out. You know, oh, well, this church is in a season of dryness and, and pain and turmoil. And so just hold on for a few years. Things will get better eventually. You know, that is such, it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous to be allowed to think that way because then your expectation gets so low because you think nothing's going to work out for three years. Don't think that way. Understand well, let's read Psalm 1 before I pray because I want to show you Psalm 1. It's also in Jeremiah 16. Actually, let's go to Jeremiah 16 because I haven't read that on, on these podcasts. Jeremiah 17, excuse me, verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see any good come. Listen to this. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. But here's your promise. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes. For its leaves, listen, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought. For it does not cease to bear fruit. Hallelujah. Cursed is the man who makes flesh his strength and trusts in mankind. Don't believe the words of man more than the words of God. Cursed is the man who makes flesh his strength and trusts in the words of man. But blessed, hallelujah, is the man who trusts in the Lord. And I like how it says, not just trust in the Lord, but whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream, does not fear. No fear in this year. And that rhymed, but I'm not trying to do the whole rhyming nickname thing. No fear in the year. And does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and is not anxious in the year of drought. For it does not cease to bear fruit. Understand that. It does not cease to bear fruit. There's not a season where you're not bearing fruit. Understand? People that teach that don't really understand the Bible and stewardship. It does not cease to bear fruit. It doesn't say it bears fruit for one season, then doesn't bear fruit the next season. It says it does not cease to bear fruit. And that will be your story. And, again, just hammering it home, this whole podcast... It will be that way because your actions make it be that way. Your actions make it be that way. New seasons are here. Things that God's doing do 
are new in certain aspects, but your actions are more powerful than new seasons. Your actions are more powerful than a calendar change. What are you going to do this year? You know, people, you know, they do studies of New Year's resolutions. Everyone wants to have resolutions for the new year in like 90% more, 95% quit on those resolutions by like the third week of January. They're already quitting and they gave up on that resolution. That's not going to be you. You're going to stick with it. And by the end of this year and way before that, you're going to have miracle after miracle after miracle throughout this year. It's going to be wonderful. I believe that for your life. I want to pray for you before we go. Father, I thank you for the new year that we've stepped into. Father, we understand today that our year will not be better because of a calendar change, but it will be better because we're staying dedicated and consecrated and we're believing you over anything else. Father, it will be different because our accountability and our stewardship are going to new levels. Our actions are confirming our faith to be true. Father, we understand that faith without works is dead. And so this year, our faith is coming alive in new dimensions, and it will be the greatest year we've ever had in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people give a great amen. I love you today. If uh, you want to partner with this ministry as we take the gospel out in 2021, we have some things coming up travel-wise, and I'll be doing these podcasts. If you want to help us get the gospel out and see more souls coming to the kingdom of God, the website is, is still out there. We have uh, the ability to partner there financially, and you can do so there. It's going to be a great year, and I want to thank you ahead of time uh, if you're going to choose to partner with us. And if you already have, thank you very much. You've helped me in a great, great way, and I pray God blesses you for it. It's going to be a good year. And again, it's going to be a good year because your actions are coming into alignment with God's Word, and what God's going to do is going to blow your mind. I believe that for your life. And so today, signing off, I just want you to know I love you, God loves you, and I'm going to talk to you very, very soon. Thank you for listening to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast. To stay connected with Preston and for booking information, make sure to follow him on social media on Instagram and stay tuned for our upcoming ministry website. For more episodes, please subscribe and make sure to come back here every Friday for brand new weekly content.